Growing up in Mali, Mulaye Tabari was quite passionate about art and fashion. His studies took him to France, where he noticed the trend of Europeans taking particular interest in art and fashion depicting African culture. We realized that uh, first a lot of the artisans' uh, work that we had and uh, we came with from Africa uh, were actually very praised and looked forward to uh, in Europe. That's Mulaye Tabere, co-founder and CEO of Ivorian-based e-commerce platform, Africa. Now in 2010, after over five years studying in France, Mulaye returned to Mali to work as an auditor with PricewaterhouseCoopers and later, Alstrom. It was during this period that Mali came under intense pressure for militant Islamist terrorist groups like Ansardine. So the country was closing up, less and less tourism, so meaning more and more artisans were actually struggling to keep up the work and uh, they were starting to move away from uh, this ancestral uh, craftsmanship and actually going to work, for example, in the mines, just trying to survive and make the ends meet for their family. Meanwhile, a different group of designers began to gain international recognition from names like Burberry and IKEA fabrics because of their modern twist to African fashion. Mulai says these separate events led him to seriously consider how best to help African designers overcome their dependence on tourism to sell their products. On this episode of Built in Africa, we put the spotlight on now Ivorian startup Africa is building the online infrastructure for African cultural commerce. Mulai quickly realized that he could not start this project alone. So he reached out to his longtime friend, Kadri Diallo. Together, they began working on his idea as a side project codenamed Africa. This was in 2014. You notice that in pretty much any country you go in the world, uh, you have a museum for African arts, you have uh, people that can sell African uh, items in shops or any other uh, markets. And unfortunately, these uh, artisans themselves in Africa, the one creating this and the one that actually initiating all of this, are not getting most of the value. According to Statista, Africa's e-commerce opportunity is estimated to be around $19.8 billion. On the other hand, McKinsey & Company estimates that by 2025, the local manufacturing industry will grow to more than $900 billion. While this shows signs of promise for African online retailers to pursue a global push for Africa's fashion industry, issues have come up to stifle collective progress. For one, cross-border shipping and handling and marketing are barriers to African fashion designers reaching global demand actively. Similarly, there are difficulties arising from accepting online payments from platforms like Shopify. As with other e-commerce platforms, Shopify encourages African online retailers, but does not build its platform to cater to their specific needs like payments. These were the problems Mulaye and Kadri sought to solve with Africa. The research led them to studying business models of successful ad-based online marketplaces like US-based Etsy. If people were able uh, to make uh, do-it-yourself product uh, in, uh, in the United States and sold them uh, by billions of dollars on Etsy, 
it wouldn't make sense that we couldn't make something similar for African uh, creativity that was already recognized all over the world. It soon became clear that they needed to give the project their full attention. There was a, at the time in the corporate uh, job at EDF, the energy provider in France. And uh, so we both quit our job to uh, go full time. Now, after multiple iterations, which helped them realize the need to expand beyond craftspeople to anyone making Africa-inspired art, fashion or beauty, Africa.com launched officially in 2016 with the help from a third co-founder. The, the product finally took off after years of struggling when our third co-founder joined us, our CTO and magic man in residence, Luke. Um, so he has 20 years experience in actually e-commerce, so he built platform that processed hundreds of thousands, even millions of people uh, over the years. So basically now he wanted to do something in link with Africa. Based in Abidjan, the capital city of Ivory Coast, Africa's mission is to enable African designers create storefronts, receive payments from customers globally, and lower shipping costs for delivery. Like the African artisans and designers Africa is empowering, you too should not be limited by your location to access the best opportunities. Maybe you want to enjoy your favorite documentaries, movies, and online courses without the dreaded not available in your country message. Or you just want your online activities safe from prying eyes and evasive advertisers. If this sounds like you, you definitely need a VPN, and a pure VPN is one of the best when you need complete privacy, peace of mind at public Wi-Fi spots, or want to enjoy the internet with no limits or borders. Pure VPN has got your back with over 6,000 servers in 140 countries across the world. Best of all, with one Pure VPN account, you can secure up to six devices at the same time. Whether it's a Mac, Windows PC, Linux, iPhone, iPad, an Android device, PlayStation, Xbox, or Roku Box. This Christmas season, you can get up to 88% off on Pure VPN's five-year plan. Please visit beauty.africa forward slash purevpn or follow the link in the episode notes. Mulaye is particularly proud of their shipping feature, which he says offers competitive prices thanks to a special arrangement with global logistics giant, DHL. For example, people in Nigeria, they can ship to the UK for less than $20 up to 2 kg. So that's pretty much uh, the best deal you will ever find uh, in this zone of the world. Designers can also generate payment links, which they can share on social media, their websites, or anywhere else. Kind of like they can do with PayPal, except if they send the link from Africa and someone pays on it, we take zero commission on it uh, because we estimate that this is our job to facilitate the revenue for sellers that are already found also buyers. Creating an Africa account to list items is free for designers, and as long as they make no sales, they won't be charged. However, after an initial sale, they are required to pay $10 a month on top of a 5-8% to commission per sale. Mulaye maintains that this pricing is perfect for those who actually need the service. Most people uh, are worried when we do that, uh, would people be able to every month make sales worth uh, what they pay on the platform? But um, to that, it's pretty simple. We say that pretty much we cost the same thing as a, as a Spotify subscription and we cost uh, basically half the price of a Shopify one. So the idea is that anyone that is serious about exporting and doing their business online, uh, we find that's not only affordable, but very complete. 
Africa also offers an escrow wallet feature, which helps establish trust between the designers and buyers, especially across international waters. Speaking to cross-border transactions, Malaya says they have integrated multiple payment solutions into their wallet infrastructure, so Africa can actually pay designers in the 50 Africa countries they are currently present in. The startup also enables efficient exchanges between buyers and sellers before, during, and after an order through its messaging platform. This messaging system, Mulaya says, records over 30,000 messages a month. In total, Africa's global infrastructure of African cultural e-commerce spans 150 countries, including the US, UK, and most parts of Europe. Now, between its second and fourth year of launching officially, Africa raised over 1 million euros in several seed rounds. In 2019, the startup gained further international acclaim as one of the 10 finalists at the Jack Ma Foundation African Entrepreneur Prize Initiative. It took home $65,000 in grant money. Further monetary validation will come via a $1 million funding round in February 2020. Africa-focused VC fund Savio VC led the round. Longtime investor ID4 Ventures and Showroom Prive, France's second-largest fashion and beauty e-commerce platform, also participated. Mulai is quick to point out that despite these investments, they are very focused on revenue generation. Uh, I think I'm very happy to say that we are funded basically by our customers. That's the most important thing. I hope. Uh, and every, uh, I hope like every entrepreneur to achieve. So yes, we're making revenue. Uh, over the last 18 months, we made over $2 million of revenue. So for the first time now, our revenue is able to sustain most of our cost. Uh, we are not yet profitable in the sense that we still uh, burn some money to support our designers on uh, some services. The goal is to achieve profitability in 2021 while doubling its revenue and sustaining most of its cost. As of November 2020, Africa claims to have processed over $7 million in transactions from 7,000 sellers across 150 countries. We process over um, 600,000 euros a month, so well over half a million dollars of a transaction every month on the platform. And uh, this is done from 7,000 sellers all over the world, like I said, and we're very proud to, to have not only um, uh, designers on the 50 countries in Africa, but also buyers uh, that are 40% in Europe and 30% in the US. So we have really um, a completely global business from both sides of the deal. While these metrics and achievements look impressive, things weren't always this rosy for the Ivorian startup. Mulai recalls, that when Africa started, the team realized its first group of African designers did not trust each other. Before, we had a lot of trouble with initially, for example, designers not believing that being together could help them grow their business individually. They were afraid of competition and they didn't realize up until now, most of them still have trouble realizing how effective the community is in terms of uh, cross-selling. That's one thing because uh, um, more then two-thirds of our purchases are done to more than one seller. But also we have a lot of operations that are, I think, only uh, available because they are all together. 
For instance, the DHL deal was only possible because Africa promised to aggregate volume en masse. And what is even better is that um, as we can do it in all the countries, we managed to become a very important customer for design for DHL, which allows us to have even better services for the designers individually. So even DHL at the beginning, I remember <laughs> when we met them, they told us that a lot, a lot of platforms, a lot of startups came to them and told them the exact um, same dream of being able to do a lot of volume uh, very quickly. But uh, we are the only one that uh, moved in one year from, uh, we were last year at 150 shipments a month to uh, nearly 10,000 this month. With this successful partnership on thriving business in place for more growth, Mulae sees Africa dealing with products outside African fashion. For us, the plan is to evolve, to become more than just African fashion, is to become really the number one, the number one uh, export partner for anyone that wants to transact between Africa and the world and really put African culture on the map. However, he is not quick to forget why Africa started in the first place. And our main concern is really to come back to where we started to make sure that people in Africa can realize how valuable um, their culture is, their talent is, their business can be, uh, and that it's uh, affordable for everyone and anyone that has the will to uh, serve properly. This includes women who account for 90% of the platform sellers. And I think that's a very big number to keep in mind, is that um, a lot of women are generally underestimated in what they are able to accomplish and what talent they have and we, we learn, we show and we prove with the numbers we have that you can build big businesses when you are a woman in Africa and that's not only something you can do uh, in your spare time, it can even, if you want, grow it to a full-fledged company all over the world. Creativity and culture is one area in which Africa can not only generate revenue but excel and probably be one of the best in the world. We already, we already do with Afrobeats from Nigeria and I want that to keep going and be open to even more people with all the other aspects of our culture. Thank you for listening to Built in Africa. This script was adapted by Heritage Kene Okafo and edited by Muiwa Matuluku. Research and interview by Heritage Kene Okafo. Sound design by Ogene Karo Obrutu. This is the production of TechPoint Africa. I am Heritage Kene Okafo. Please subscribe, share, and drop a review of this podcast by searching for Built in Africa on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also email us feedback at hello at builtin.africa. For more stories on startups and innovation in Africa, please visit techpoint.africa. Hi, my name is Emmanuel Paul, and I cover tech policies for TechPoint Africa. Like many Nigerians, the economy and our currency does not fill me with confidence. Well, you don't have to take my word for it. A Google search of the Naira of Nigerian recession presents a sad narrative. But there's a new trend emerging. Nigeria ranks 8th in the world for crypto adoption and leads the rest of Africa by a wide margin. On January 27, 2021, TechPoint Africa will be hosting the brightest minds in the crypto sector at the maiden edition of the Digital Currency Summit, tagged Building the Money of the Future. It will feature two conferences that will be of interest to either business people or technical geeks. Attendance will be exclusive, so if you're interested in building the money of the future, go grab a ticket now at currency.techpoint.africa.